0: And I'm putting it closer to you because I often speak loud and then laugh even louder. (laughs) Hello everybody, welcome to Onbat Radio. Uh, We're in Merrickville. We're in Merrickville. We are. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Um, Sure, I'm Nikki Kennedy. Um, I wear too many hats right now. Uh, I'm first and foremost an artist. I work in theatre. I'm also a producer and a director. Um, I'm currently a co-artistic director of Crack Theatre Festival, um, which is hard to say. (laughs) Uh, um, And yeah, Um, do you want the entire CV or is that pocket (laughs) notes fine?
0: No, I'm sure we'll cover it (laughs) as we unfold. Um, Mostly it's just that I don't want to misrepresent anybody and so it's nicer if they... Well, mis- you can misrepresent themselves Absolutely.
1: you can pick any one of those things and oh, yeah. I, will, I will sign off on it
0: okay mm. <laughs> uh, well let's um, whether it's futile or not let's try and may- lay a little bit of foundation about something that you're thinking through or working through or conversations that you keep having that you're like, ugh, we're past this, guys, or um, I don't know some kind of anchor that seems to be mm. that things keep spawning out of. Yeah, and you can change your mind. You can say one thing and then be like, actually, no, that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a you know, it's a tricky one because if I'm speaking as an artistic director, then uh-huh. there's. you sound so disappointed
0: (laughs) (laughs) in my mind co-artistic director crack theatre festival co-artistic director (laughs) yes that artistic director yeah
1: um then like one of the things that we're thinking well I'm thinking about a lot and has really shaped the program this year Mm. is um the constant conversation about uh, where are the women like I love that like where are Mm. the women and we love to wander around and say yes but where are the women and um
0: there are a lot of women on the team?
1: Oh, it's entirely women. We've got a, a male production manager, okay. um, but the rest of it is female, the team. Yeah. And then 85% of our applications this year were all female as wow. well, which is why our programming has been guided by that. Um, and I just got to the point where I was super sick of being constantly asked, where are the women, when like, anyone who's ever tried to look for them would know. Like... The statistics show us that women, you know, crowd out men in the training institutions, Um, drama classes at schools are always or very often Mm -hmm. um, really high percentage of women in those classes. Um, And the same, you know, same in dance, like very high percentage of girls in dance, especially coming up through training institutions. And then you hit um, universities, it's the same thing, you know, in my year we had half and half girls to boys and that was unusual mm, like same, usually same, it was it more girls to, more, to less boys and yet and then when you look at the indie scene which is what I'm working with in with crack like 85% of our applications were all from female artists mm. and these are really cool female artists like mm. exploring some of the most interesting new ideas and concepts really pushing the boundaries not just in terms of content but also conceptually and really pushing form and thinking outside the box. And then you get to the bigger institutions and mm. we keep getting the, the newspaper articles, where are the women?
2: Yeah, right.
1: and then And and it's everyone's favourite question. It comes out time and time again. Where are the women? Where are the women? We've been hearing this for over 30 years now. Yeah. Like, this is the same question. This is the same things that were being protested back in the 70s. Um, and, yeah, we did have a bit of a boom period and we celebrated, you know, the the girls back in those years but it was sort of as the exception that proves the rule kind of thing and now we're just back to feeling that our responsibility ends with where are the women Uh in a way yeah at least in that kind of yeah mainstream yeah positioning
0: i remember um a long time ago reading about that there were many more male teachers um, until until women started being able to be employed as teachers and then the, the men could go and earn more money doing other jobs, but the women couldn't yet because they were still excluded from those industries
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that was a radical shift in how many... the male to ratio in primary schools... Mm. of the teachers but um i wonder if it's a similar thing like it's not even just a hierarchy of there's many 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 more women until you get to the ultra funded end of town but there's also many more women here because they're still not over there and wherever there is like they're still not i don't know painting houses or they're still not um federal reserve mm. chiefs
1: mm. Oh. Mm. so you think that if you miss out on being federal reserve chief you might go and you know become a dancer <laughs> I mean that makes sense I think that adds up man. I think that, well,
0: that's the only reason I'll that, I'm that logic
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was going to be a brain surgeon yeah, but, but I decided to then be
0: then I cut myself a, bit of instead. Yeah.
1: yeah exactly there we go, guys. We solved that. Why,
0: why just affect one person's brain when you can make something and affect many people's brains?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> so you're done with that conversation? Are you fit... done? Are you done? Are you done? Like, done? Are you a little bit bored by it? I'm.
1: I am. I'm, I. Yeah. What I'm, do you
0: is uh, the conversation we should be having?
1: Well, I think the conversation we should be having is about what the art, what the art is that the women who are making art are making. Which again, say that three times (laughs) fast. Yeah. 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 So, like, we keep talking about where the women are, but wherever they are, what are they making? What? And and this is the thing: we never, we don't talk about where the men are. We talk about what their work is. We talk about who they are as artists. We talk about the concepts that are interesting them we talk about like what you're doing here you know mm. those kind of things when we sit down with female artists we ask where are the women mm. which is kind of annoying when you are asking the female artist who is sitting there and she's like well I'm here hi
0: let's talk about let's talk what about I what I do let's talk <laughs> about
1: my art and yeah and that's yeah that and talking about art leads to further conversations about art which leads to funding and making things and
3: mm.
0: you know
1: being considered an artist being
0: asked yeah right rather than like a representative or an advocate or some kind yeah of, oh, that's interesting
1: yeah just because you make art doesn't necessarily mean that you are well i mean you are inherently wearing your advocacy but also yeah hmm. um hmm. that's what i'm a bit sick of yeah, yeah. but that's why we've programmed hysteria which is part of... I didn't tell you about this, did I?
0: Let's talk about Hysteria. <laughs> um,
1: so Hysteria is a full day of programming at Crack mm-hmm. on the Saturday,
0: yeah.
1: um, which is our biggest day of the festival. Yeah. And we've just programmed it, packed it out with all of the female artists who apply for the festival.
2: Awesome.
1: Um, or all of the female artists who are accepted for the festival um, yeah. is a better way of putting it. But, yeah, and it's great. It's a full day of really interesting, a huge range of work, um, we've got, like, people doing cycling tours to promote cycling safety and decoration mm. and craft, but also cool. performances about gentrification and right. the city and, and the artist's role in gentrification. And, yeah, so it's nice to be able to sort of have that platform to put those artists mm. in and sort of, yeah, as well as saying, we don't want to talk about where they are.
0: Yeah, we want to <laughs> talk here. about, they're here. We want to talk about what, what they're, they're, what they're,
1: they're making. They're and... Yeah, hopefully through that, see them making that work in higher pay positions because you know mainstream's great. I don't you know, a lot of artists want to be on the main main stage and all yeah. the rest of it.
0: I've been trying to sell out for years. Yeah, I know, right? I like, it's I really keep...
1: hard to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, You know, like I make make the soundtracks, but then also make the breakbeats, and I'm yeah. ready. Like yeah. I do some rapping. I'm like oh, any really. any second now. Yeah, there's this excellent film clip by. Um, a rapper called Lil Dicky from the States, mm-hmm. and the whole concept is how he can make the most epic film clip with no money. And so he door knocks around very affluent neighbourhoods and asks to shoot in their backyard of their mansion and, then like, goes to a Ferrari dealership and asks for 15-minute test drive with their car and then, like, goes out on the street and shoots them being really rich but actually throwing no money down. Hmm. And there's an excellent behind the scenes where he's yelling across the pontoon at somebody who's on their yacht and just asking if he can come and shoot a rap video on their yacht. <laughs> it really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. I like the idea that each artist has a like, um, a, like a sellout kit somewhere. Like, yeah, we're just so ready for like the moment we get to sell out. So we just, like, grab the bag. I'm gone. <laughs> exactly. like, I'm gone,
0: guys. Yeah, and then you and, move like, into the penthouse. The
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like a grab bag
0: if you're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Just
1: the you know, it's like what you would take if there was a fire outside. Yeah,
0: I was thinking. But, yeah. Because I grew up in Darwin, I was thinking cyclone. You've always Great. got your cyclone mm. kit.
1: Bushfire. Bushfire oh, right. area.
0: Bushfire mm. area. Where is that? Victoria. Mm. Is that?
1: Victoria. No, I mean... Mm, yes, so as well. New, yeah. yeah. Yes, Victoria is. I didn't grow up in Victoria. Clarify. <laughs> <laughs> no, like just down south coast, New South Wales, mm-hmm. bushland. Um, yeah.
0: Too, many, so, trees. They're too d- many trees. They're a danger, you know. They you get We're just jumping around. <laughs> Just grade it. <laughs> yeah. Um, can mm. I ask about... Mm. Being a facilitator and being a maker.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And and let's talk about those things.
1: <laughs> Killer question. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't want to be too prescriptive. Sure. I know that I have trouble mm-hmm. with it.
1: Yeah, shifting between the two minds. Uh,
0: and I, being identified. Which one I'm being identified mm. as. Because in facilitation, I'm working towards an end, and as a, when I'm trying to make something, then like there's somehow for me there's more space to experiment and fail. And but when you're facilitating, you got to be on it,
2: you mm. got to deliver
0: something. Mm-hmm. And then what you're doing is making space for other people to <laughs> trial and fail. And but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not here really to talk about me.
2: Oh, but, but, you you know, I'm riveted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: sorry. I like your triangular table.
1: Yeah, I know. I hadn't seen that before. They find some great stuff in this house. (laughs) They do. Like, I'm really impressed. Mm. I just don't know how they found it or what Mm. they'll ever do with it in this house more than this.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, so far, like, we've kind of been talking about yourself as... And facilitator and festival runner but I want to talk about your self as m- maker and artist and mm. I know that can just be a title but it's also like a frame of mind and an identity
1: absolutely yeah and it's super easy to um there's always more there always seems to be more work as a facilitator than there is as an artist I feel like you have to carve out the space to be an artist and protect it really uh Tightly or Mm. really fiercely.
0: Yeah, and almost not even against other artists, but against your own sense of what you should be doing.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because being a facilitator can is 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 not the career is isn't a creative process. I mean, you do use elements of creativity within it, but it's not a creative process. It's something that has steps and a defined beginning and a defined ending. And you produce a product at the end of it, or you help someone to produce a product at the end of it, and you are thinking analytically um, in a particular to a particular end. Whereas being a being an artist or sitting within a creative process Mm. with a concept can often you know often doesn't have a defined beginning. Um, sometimes mm. doesn't have a defined ending. Sometimes mm. it just has a product, or sometimes has a you just get sick of it. has an outcome. Sometimes you get <laughs> sick of it. Sometimes it warps and it shifts into an entire like lifetime's worth of exploration. Sometimes mm. it splits off and you wander down back alleys on you know several different variations on a project, which all turn out to be the same one. Like,
0: what's your concept? What concept are you sitting with at the moment?
1: Um... Oh, too many.
0: Pick <laughs> one, and then we'll come back and we'll start again. It's like you choose-your-own-adventure.
1: Feel... Oh gosh, it could be here all afternoon. Yeah. Um, uh, so even within the creative, like the creative process, I have I sit within different creative minds, so different creative processes. So I do. I sometimes work as a writer. And so I work in a very particular way as a writer. It's a creative process, but it's, um, yeah, I have a different set of things that I do in order to write um, than I do when I sit and watch a piece of theatre or are working with mm. someone on a piece of theatre or am directing a piece of theatre. Mm. So that's much more about interacting with people and responding to physical and social and um, imagery cues mm. as well. Uh, as well as choreography and movement um, and looking at the space as a as an image um, pardon me that's going to represent what I am trying to represent or what I'm trying to get across um, and even yeah and but yeah if I'm doing something as a writer then that's that's a very introverted process in a way.
0: Is there some are you thinking about something are you writing something at the moment? Or are you thinking about something for your writing?
1: I'm thinking about I'm yeah, I'm thinking well, recently I've just come back from working in Braidwood as a teacher for a couple of weeks, which is another hat that I wear somewhere outside the realms of this conversation. Yeah. Um, and which I I love purely as research, really. Like um, just to be outside of the city it's um, totally welcomed within to a sort of um, beautiful small town community. And I've been there a few times now, so I'm getting more and more sort of ingrained into it, um, whilst also being able to be the outsider and just interested in the idea of like rural, um, rural interactions and community and how you were at once um, so in each other's back pockets, but also... Uh, also, don't don't necessarily gel. Like,
2: yeah. you're
1: very, very disparate personalities and views and beliefs and things like that, which in a city, you wouldn't spend time with those people necessarily. Like, yeah. you just wouldn't. Because you've
0: got options. Because you've got options.
1: <laughs> but in a small town, there is that kind of thing of everyone is in this together. We all live in this space. Yeah. So we have to make it work. And what the little... Adjustments and shifts and negotiations, so that everyone is still taking care and and there's a lot of that community. Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Mm. Spirit in a way, um, but spirit may sound like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: no, but it's not because spirits are also ghosts. Mm, and spirits are also haunted.
1: maybe that's it. Yeah, but something that pulls everyone together just because they want to live in the same space yeah. comfortably. Yeah. But. Yeah, and... Um, and
0: that's informing your writing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in how in the city you don't get that sense or you, there's no. a there seems to be, yeah, some kind of detachment of...
0: But you grew up somewhere small?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Milton down mm-hmm. the south coast, so slightly bigger than Braidwood. Yeah. But also had a different experience there because my dad was a local doctor and so... Again, got to see a wide range of people. Mm. Um, I mean, many of whom I didn't know as his patients. He's very good with these. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, like you're seeing a lot of people who don't gel. Yeah. Having to live their lives together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then what happens when you introduce uh, sort of the time bomb into that of somebody from out of town or...
0: Yeah, or um, cable TV... Absolutely. Which is Internet. <laughs> <man>.
1: <laughs> um, or somebody who uh, is going to sort of dismantle a large industry or um, mm. something that's been working comfortably for a long time, um, yeah, because of outside forces. So I'm thinking in particular of a school mm. and what, it, what, yeah, and how that might be able to be made, written into something... Um, like a play or text for a performance, or um yeah, whether it's an interview-based thing or whether it's yeah, so very early sort of days of that. But yeah, I like the rural. We haven't had a good yeah. We seem to love the rural, but we love sentimentalizing the rural. <laughs> we like sentimentalizing everything. We are Australia. I mean, <laughs> know.
0: Yeah, you have to. Mm, invent some shit and then sentimental sentiment.
1: Mm, I went and saw um, "Letters to Lindy" the other night. Yeah, Seen that one? yeah. Um, like it's a fine. It's a, it's it it needed more time. That's yeah. the only thing. But so it's just, many so, things, huh? Yeah, it's but it's it's sentimentalized. It would have been better if it was just all the, <clears> the letters.
0: I think it's it's uh, hard to not sentimentalize things that are not you. I'm doing the inverted commas. Like, if if something is you, then it remains contemporary or something. But if something is, say, where you've come from before you moved to the city and became an artist, mm. then it's easy for it to be like when everything was made of steel instead of plastic, for example, or yeah. something like that. And they're all just arbitrary products of their time. But you don't have an if you don't have an ongoing. Uh, relationship and identity with that thing, then it is something from your past or from the national sentiments, cultural past, mm. rather than from now.
2: Mm. And
0: if the artists all have to be based in the cities, then that's what mm. we're going to keep doing, which is... Yeah. Yeah, where I keep falling short on the Blokes project because I keep thinking that I know what it is through conversations that I have with other practising artists, but those are city-based conversations that are mm, without the experience and mm. um, and sometimes it's between mm, different versions of myself where at one point I had disconnected and disengaged from that identity to uh, grow beyond it and... There's the, like, that's me, but it's not, but that's not, uh, an acceptable version of me or something. Mm. And, and ownership is somehow the most respectful way to deal with anything. Yeah. But yeah. But then like, how do you listen? What are you listening? What frameworks are you listening through? Yeah, is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it's also interesting in that I think uh, I mean that's always been the thing that you do as an artist growing up in an, in a rural area is you move to the city, um, in order to
0: be professional, be professional, that, that and obvious. to
1: yeah exactly yeah. Um, to make that break. But the recent funding has shifted that. <laughs> Yeah. and so suddenly all this funding is going out to rural areas and it's like oh we can't leave out rural areas we have to fund the rural areas and it's like yeah I get it but also like you've just uprooted like three or four generations of artists who have been leaving lives that they you know you know I love it in Adelaide. Mm. it's beautiful mm. um, what an amazing place to like make art and in terms of what we were talking about before in terms of having time to make art like it's it's great Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to outmove my life and go back to Allah, like, tomorrow. But um, if there had been a culture around that and um, that space and the level of professionalism or money that would bring professionals to the area there, a culture of that, then it's unlikely that I would have left. I mean, it's much cheaper to live there.
0: For now for now
1: <laughs> I mean now they've put all that money there <laughs> we'll be rushing
0: bourgeois to... <laughs> a dollar
1: exactly <Yeah>. bourgeois a bougie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean even now like you were talking about how we're sitting between the facilitator and the artist even now I'm very aware of the fact that uh, while I, I am able to talk in both minds it's easy for me to talk as a facilitator because I, like, because that's where that skill has come up for me in the past. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to talk as a facilitator. As an artist, I should be able to talk, but also I am less inclined.
0: To, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm interested to hear you speak as an artist about making things that people come and see.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: I guess that's theatre or performance or whatever it is, but like being in the process from thought to event where you're going to take care of a bunch of people and take them on an experience and how you wrangle that.
1: In the moment or in the process? Right. In the process. It's, I've always loved the representation of, or the way that um, creativity or the creative process is spoken about by John Cleggs. Have you heard that one? Yeah. But
0: shifting. let's summarise in case summarise. people haven't heard
1: um, is that creative, the creative process is often a shifting between um, a real analytical part of your mind, so a, a process of analysis yeah. um, and a process of free thought or mm. free association <clears throat> so you will go yeah. between yeah um, thinking of all of the you know, words for I don't know, light bulb and you could do that for twenty minutes, and yeah. then and make yourself laugh and push the boundaries and try and work out what a name for a light bulb would be if it was under the sea somewhere or you know coming out of a dolphin's ear. I don't know why I've gone aquatic, so like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this
1: is a creative process. So and that and and in asking myself yeah. um, why I've gone aquatic, that's a sort of process of analysis. Mm. So I'm so the process of creativity is constantly flicking between these two. Sometimes quick more quickly, sometimes more slowly. Mm. Um, the process. Of coming up with the absurd and then analyzing what that actually means or how that fits into what you're doing or what that actually says about yeah. the world, in yeah, and then using that analysis as a leaping off point for the next period of creativity. So the, yeah, people who are extremely creative or very good at this process can flip between it super quickly and That's make cool. things very fast. But, some, you know, some people don't work like that. Like no. Some people will spend two days losing their minds and not being able to eat or put their socks on straight. Um, and then we'll have a week of being super, super analytic. And yeah. then we'll flip back.
0: That sounds like bipolar to me.
1: Well, I mean...
0: But perhaps who are we? Who
1: are labeling? Really? Perhaps
0: that is an artistic process. It doesn't yeah. seem like a very um, one with longevity.
1: Do you not like what? What is your artist? Do you, do you find affinity with that reasoning? With that reasoning, with that description, or would you say other things? Uh,
0: It I I find that I think and I dance. And perhaps the dancing is a an extension of neural activity, but it's travelling around the body, mm. of free associated thought mm. because ideas bubble up and you catch yourself somewhere surprising. So I, there was some free space that Critical Path was giving out because somebody was busy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um. And so I got three hours and I went in and they want to know what you're going to do so they can put it on their website so they can mm. look like they're supporting artists. Mm. Um, but I didn't know. So I told them that I would email them after and tell them what I was doing. And so you, I do know that there are things that make me need to re- react or respond. And usually that's just good music or um, caffeine or sugar or attention um, and so but I was by myself (laughs) so I just put on some really loud music and danced and then the questions come up like the why have I gone aquatic question Mm. the question is why have I not changed into my dance clothes why am I still wearing this puffy fluoro jacket and these look these like high top Jordans (laughs) um and Mm. what is the dance that I'm doing in response to that and how did this dance get into my body and if I was with other people, what would the dance be like? And at the end of all, and the end of those, and I wrote notes down and then got up and kept dancing. And it's so doing as a process of thinking, I think is, I see it in teenage boys and men actually a lot who mm-hmm. begin before they have a plan. Yep because it is the in the doing is part of the thinking there's a feedback loop which is the same reason that you write or that you draw mm-hmm. is so that you can have a relationship with a thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the thing about dancing is that it stops as soon as you stop it doesn't exist and you don't want to watch video back because video is seductive and flattening mm-hmm. and alienating and then you becoming then your choreographic eye takes over rather than your physical embodiment mm-hmm. and intuition and so i would just write the dot points that bubbled up and it, I ended up realising that I was asking the question of if I had some kind of folk dance. And as somebody who loses cosmopolitan disconnect from a particular land and and um, community that is tethered to that piece of country, mm. is the, the dance that I would do, the cosmopolitan folk dance, is that being done by many people in hong kong and new york and london and paris and sydney because they're all just a city as a city Mm. Uh, and we're all connected and watching each other dance and we're not displaced in the way that say people who have been pushed out of their their nationhood are displaced but we are disconnected in the way that um we are often living without say an indigenous connection Mm. and so we're We're not dancing the dance of that country or of that area or of that people and we're often dancing a very similar dance and it's not been passed down hierarchically over generations. It's somehow flattened out and it's transferred through Vines and Snapchats and things like that. But I didn't know that that's what I was doing and now I've thought myself to the end of what I can think and I need to go back in and dance again Mm. because it very quickly becomes uh, an academic language-based anthropological series of questions that are forcing you to be exclusionary in your definition to construct something Mm -hmm. but actually it's not about um staking a claim it's about letting the letting the body dance in the way that it already is dancing. The thing already exists. You don't have to Hmm. um, christen it or something. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that's very similar to, like... But, I mean, in that comparison, I mean, uh, that comparison is... Uh, you know only a, a tool by which to un- to analyze and understand the world, like yeah. you know that's there's nothing more. there's no proof that that is how the creativity works. that is merely <laughs> a you know yeah. a, a nice idea a nice, a, a nice idea that some people will challenge and some people will find alignment with and not everything will sit within it. It's merely a way to understand the world um, as is a lot of stuff. <laughs> but
3: yeah, true. I would
1: say that like for me having you know liked this idea of creativity going popping between two brain yes. areas yeah. um a lot of yeah a lot of um the stuff that you do in the rehearsal room is working in that kind of free association and and the actual true distilled creative kind of Moment where you do feel like things are flowing through you, and you do, and it's really the brain when it starts to go, Oh, what's that? Oh, why am I wearing this? Oh, uh, 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 uh." and then the next shift of that. Yeah, well, those some of those questions aren't useful. That question is useful. How does that change my
0: body? Yeah, and that
1: will change.
0: Which is why research is so nice because the story you're generating on how to know something is being constantly informed by experience mm. rather than speculation.
2: Mm. Or 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 only informed by your
1: memory or your you yourself yes. as the artist. Our sentimentalized Our
0: sentimentalized.
1: <laughs> memory. Aww.
0: Uh, that's I think about that concept when I hear songs talking about having sex on the beach. Yeah. I think How that How many can...
1: songs do you hear that
3: <laughs> um, <set> of list.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I grew up in Darwin and okay. <laughs> There's still, there's, a, like, there's a, lot, a lot of R&B on the radio. Sure. Like, it wasn't Southeast Australia um, metal and mm. rock. Mm. Mm. It was, like, yeah, it was R&B. Mm.
1: And it was all song after song of sex on the middle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and sorry, but you weren't going to make a point about... the point is
0: that must be i haven't tried it but that must be totally romanticized and sentimentalized because there can't be anything nice about a big gush of cold water (laughs) splashing over you
1: no i agree yeah um (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah true yeah, maybe you should write the true, unsentimentalized version
0: of a song about sex on the beach. It would be called friction, <laughs> the enemy of intimacy, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, sand, <laughs> the sand monster. <laughs> yeah, not in the way that you thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's your next project Pat. Huh?
0: So I'll watch it. Do you tell me? Can you tell me about what it is that you? is, like, the anchor that you're bouncing between analytical and creative on at the moment? Um, One of them?
1: mm, mm. Um, Oh, the anchor... Just the me.
0: thing that you're... Cause like, that's the, that's the technique, but what is the thing yes, that you're true. applying that technique to? That
1: I'm applying that technique to. Um, oh, too many. is <laughs> <laughs> what I mean... You
0: don't have to pick the most important and significant no, one. No, You can just no. pick one and then let it go. Yeah. Oh well, yeah.
1: Um, I've been, yeah, I've been looking at, I mean, the one that I was talking about with you earlier mm. in the year, um, looking at the evolution of images of masculinity mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I, I think is interesting, and it it's one of those ones that I I have. It's like any sort of experiment. I have speculations about how it might go, or how it might what I might find. But I feel like the research. I need a lot of research mm. to do it. But yeah. So the the concept is um re- spending a lot of time researching, um the way that we have represented men in Australia, um in the, like, in an I, uh, well,
0: yeah. Ideology? Yeah. Dogma?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I was going to say I don't think that that is necessarily all in a positive light. Like, I think that, you know, you can represent that, and that positive, that positive negative thing can shift over a period of time, too. So the image of the convict has had many different shifts over the past 200 mm. years um, from being, you know, the scum of the earth to being someone, the, the, the image of... The rebel fighter. To being the rebel fighter, to being the, the family member who are still ashamed to say that we are related to, which mm. is only really quite recent that we've become quite proud of our Yeah, I don't heritage. think
0: I've reached that one yet.
1: Well, that was kind of, you know, every, most families up until, like, the 1960s Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. who if you had a convict her ancestor, yeah. he didn't say you didn't it. he didn't mention it. Everyone was descended from free
0: settlers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whereas it's only actually Adelaide that is a colony that was yes. built by free settlers. Yeah, and
1: even there, they had convicts, you know, who, who went over to do things. Yeah, or, build the roads you know, and shit. pretended that they were free settlers and went in anyway. Um, yeah, and the shift from like the. Um, you know the golden bronze sportsman, mm. uh, the nineteen twenties kind of bronze sportsman image. Um, the you know the cricket hero, the farmer who you know has gone from being sort of every person that was needed back in you know mm. the very early days of the colony, um, mm. and often came out with nothing in their pockets because they were sponsored to come here because they were the only person who knew how to grow apples or something um that you know we could afford
0: you're reminding me of the billboards of communism like Mm. Chinese communism where there's a farmer and a laborer and a nurse and they're all standing and they're like into the sun um but then I also just realized the other day I saw a billboard like that and it was an ad for CBUS for like superannuation, <laughs> and there was, yeah, people in high vis and then people in scrubs. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Same, I'm seeing some sameness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we just borrow and remake and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we reconvince ourselves that it isn't, you know, yeah, yeah, manipulative, but yeah, but yeah, looking at those images and seeing how, because yeah. uh, under, the, under the understanding that. Um, the images that we surround ourselves with shape how we think about the world yeah. and that whole thing of yeah the whole thing that we've been protesting for years now or feminism has been protesting for years of how we represent women in um, film and magazines and you know, mm-hmm. the words and all of the mm-hmm. rest which mm-hmm. we're still working hard to contest um, and the this hypersexualized image of the the female but then looking at particularly within the Australian context Mm. because we are such a um patriarchal well patriarchal yes but we our the Australian identity or the Australian image that we've held up over so many different years (laughs) is masculine Mm. and yeah I mean in terms of convict colonies we were pretty heavily do-based (laughs) (laughs)
0: but dude based. <laughs> <laughs> what a term!
1: Yeah, I'm just hang, heading
0: over to the dude base. I'm hanging, I'm
1: hanging with the team.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and even they don't say that. Um, <sighs> yeah, but like we haven't really shifted from that. We've got some pretty incredible, like, you know, people of all races and all and genders and all of the rest of it. Mm. But we still um, are. In, within a yeah certain yeah. um well there's headspace. a story isn't there yeah
0: and the story i wonder do you, have you found out whether the story grew or was bestowed mm. because that's interesting to me yeah I even was curious the other day why Australians um, are so much like pirates and, and see, see people and they want to say mate all the time. And like <laughs> <laughs> there's lots uh, of like... There's uh, yeah. uh, uh, not so many R's, uh, but, yeah, there's definitely some mannerisms yeah. of interaction that seem very pirate-like.
1: To me. Yeah, I mean, you know, thousands will disagree with me.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> but they won't listen to the podcast. True,
1: um, but, yeah, like, we are... Our accent has been analysed as being from, like, convict heritage, which was poorer classes in the UK. Yeah, right. um, English, Irish, Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, strong accents from those periods, mm-hmm. or from that, like, from that era. And mm-hmm. and,
0: and then there's, def- from, to my ears, there's a very definite extreme Northern Australian accent, which mm-hmm. Bush Tucker Man, mm-hmm. that series, he has it. And um, there's a guy who's got a small doko because he catches and relocates crocodiles and he grew up in the territory and he has it. And it, it um, is, seems to me hugely influenced by the fact that there are s- still people living a more Indigenous way of life and speaking their languages around the territory. But then there's also many people from Southeast Asia speaking their languages. Mm. And there's the assumption, no, there's the decree that everybody must be able to speak English to be employed.
2: Yeah.
0: And I do like that idea, not that it is English, but I do like that everybody should be able to speak to each other Mm. because I did find that hard when I was in Brussels for a while. And there were some people who just, like, you're in the same city, but you can't have a conversation mm. but that's not to say that it needs to be English it could be some kind of mm. something
2: yeah but um yeah
0: there's definitely words that I grew up with in my vocabulary that I didn't realize were not of English background that had been um given to me by my Indigenous friends yeah um, right because that's just what we use to talk to each other but then also I'd learned from hip hop or that I had learned from my Filipino friends who have such a crazy American in, uh, influence culture. Mm. Mm. So, I don't yeah, I feel like there's also this whack idea that Australia is one thing and that mm. it's it is super regional. There's an excellent podcast called Power to the People. This dude got Damien Power, who's a comedian and he uses his podcast to like put himself in the zone of trying new things out. Um and one of the things he mentioned once was how quickly Australia would deteriorate into from its like united nation state into its regions and almost like small warring regions if um, our national TVs system stopped working if we mm-hmm. stopped all watching the same TV show and watching the same news and shit mm-hmm. like That's that.
1: That's an interesting
0: yeah. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> You would really quickly have people from Mount Tambourine and people from Service Paradise thinking that they were separate and having different rituals and different languages.
2: Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, have you <laughs> found out anything about the story in this image? Yeah.
1: No, um, uh, not not a lot, just okay. just purely through time. Um, mm. And this is the thing when you're facilitating other people's work um, and it just eats a lot of time, particularly when you are being paid for that. So that's, yeah, that's unfortunately where I've been at for the last little while. But, um, yeah, looking forward to getting into, like, spending time with that imagery mm. um, or at least reading more about it. Yeah, the the evolution of that.
0: Um. Richard Feynman's got this idea that you're always holding, I don't know, seven to twelve ideas in okay. your head and that's those are the lenses that you see the world through. And mm. so everything that you come across you can and then eventually that idea, that concept, that bag, it fills up. Mm. overflows exactly. and then you have to do something about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, talking to you about your project was really interesting because mm. it there's that correlation between... Um, yeah, correlation in some areas and not in others. Mm. Um, but, yeah, finding... I suppose the reason that I started asking the question was because I am interested in how we have picked up certain... Um, Things that you need to, or certain characteristics of what it is to be masculine in Australia, mm. um, and it's not uh, traveling overseas. Like it's different. Like what it is to be masculine in the Philippines. It's really different to what it is to be um, uh, like. But not masculine is probably the wrong word. But um, to be. Male uh, an upstanding Englishman or like do you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, like um, what someone would be yeah. What's okay. that
0: old film? Not Blades of Glory. That's a new film. They're like the running race and this I think Blades of Glory maybe is the dun 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 dun, dun mm. the, the end.
2: Yeah.
0: What's that film called? Mm. Anyway, that's what came to mind as soon as you said upstanding Englishman.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like you know, where did we get this thing in Australia that like?
0: Well, as soon as you're you separated, you can sentimentalize like, something. Yeah. So we I got know. separated from England. Yeah. And then we could sentimentalize.
1: We could sentimentalize, yeah. And the, I mean, yeah. And one of the things I was researching when I was in Nilla talking, or like working on a different project, which was all about you know women and generation all stuff and like yeah expectation. Um. So a whole different sort of set of things, um, was looking at the Ned Kelly story and the divide that, that that is over that story still about whether or not he was a crook or, a, mm. you mm. know, a hero. Mm. Um, and, yeah, what makes him, yeah, what is that shift in the, in the headspace?
0: Well, yes. I mean, he was Irish, wasn't he?
1: Mm, I believe so, yeah. I think his dad was Irish.
0: So I think he would be a little bit less of a crook if he was British, if he was English. Because mm. Mm. there's already, like... I'm sure there was already that thing going on. Yes. But then criminality and immorality are different things. Yes. As I subscribe to when I think about torrenting things, mm. that I'm doing something illegal but it's not immoral. Sure. Or when I do a U-turn, when there's a double <sighs> line... But I'm using my agency and intelligence to judge that it is safe... Yeah. ...even though it is a criminal act. Mm. I have become a criminal by using my own intelligence. I understand that not everyone's got the same level of intelligence... Mm. ...and that sometimes you think that it's safe when it's not... ...and things Mm. like that. So I know they're there to protect us. But yeah, stepping over that line is interesting... ...and Australia's part of being the Australian man... Mm. Is to like push it for some, somehow. But do you know Dean Cross?
2: Mm.
0: He I did a few shows dancing alongside him, and he's almost finished SCA as a visual artist now. And he, he's super focused on Ned Kelly at the moment because of that divide and repositioning other uh, Indigenous warriors. Mm-hmm in the same situation, in the same light, who to some people were criminals and to some people were heroes heroes. and fighters.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, And what does that mean? And also that he has blood from both sides um, that ended up making him and Mm. his experience. Mm. And uh, yeah, I did a podcast with him, I think, last week. Yeah,
2: cool.
0: But, yeah, it just breaks all that down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the conversation that I was having in the Philippines was, like, we were comparing, like, national heroes because mm-hmm. like, we were looking at our stories, but then we were like, well, maybe there's a comparative, like, we can each do our hero story. Like, the you know, I come from Australia or whatever. And A, I was quite able to find something really easily. This is the dancer I was working with in Manila. And the only sort of strong hero that I could come up with for Australia was Nick Kelly. And then I was like, but it is not, I don't feel comfortable with Calling him a hero, like he some people would, but some people wouldn't. And I don't really sit on either side of the fence, except it's a good story. And you talk about it, I'm like, I think I believe both things, mm. and I can see how that would have been held in, like mm.
0: by both parties. I'm pretty stoked that even though Whitlam got kicked out, he like installed Medicare and the mm. university for women, and mm-hmm. um. Yeah, got, some, got a few good things in before it mm. got trashed. Mm. And they've managed to survive to now,
2: mm. even
0: though they're being chipped away at. Mm. But then, yeah, there's definitely also people who I'm like, so many other things that they did politically and socially were short-sighted and stupid, like Howard. But as soon as there was a, a mass shooting, that's it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's sort this shit out so it never happens again. Mm. And so it's like they're, mm. the only way you can have a hero is if you know only a very small part of the story. Yes. And to know more of the story, mm. to know that the um, laid-back and resourceful and jovial and skillful Aussie bloke is also an alcoholic who's prone to like, Mm. Mental illness in their older age and Mm. uh, disconnect and emotional ineptitude and shit like that. Mm. They can't be a hero anymore, but they can become a person. Yeah. And then maybe you can meet a person rather than a stereotype. Yeah. But that's hard.
1: It's yeah that and that is interesting when you think about the the fact that like I don't think we have an Australian hero. I think we have a series of conflicted images like because we do tend to want to know the dirty laundry as well as the (laughs) the me do you know me like we and this is why I've selected that I want to look particularly at images so I want it to be very visual Uh and be purely and also partially because I want to explore it physically so I want to look at how they're being shot in these images Uh I want to look at like like in, in terms of camera angle in terms of Um, where they are in terms of what they're wearing in terms of how they're positioning themselves um, showing and going through the shift in that imagery from um, yeah and the fact that we've also gone through a huge shift from rural and regional being the place of the hero the gold digger being the place of the hero um, right through to someone in a suit and tie Mm. really in a way being a hero but also well not really like Mm. we sort of we like that is what we um you know there's a big push for for that to in terms of financial outcome that is like the thing to attain that is the thing to aspire to but at the same time our colloquial heroes like the ones that we sort of we want to talk about or we hold up as being like our our true blue aussies are people like steve Irwin, even though he's been dead for 10 years and like um mm. you know, the Stephen Bradbury, the guy who didn't even mean to do uh, to win that race. Like like it happened! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um yeah, yeah, so we don't we don't have
0: heroes. There's the something shirt, though right? that what has happened is you're still conquering. Mm. And this is how you conquer once the frontier in hella inverted commas Mm. has been uh pacified is like the official language i did a residency at the national film and sound archive and i was taking samples from the 40s and 50s to make a hip-hop album and one of the samples that i got was referring to the frontier being officially pacified um no good
1: well that's (laughs) good to know (laughs) yeah uh, everyone rest easy
0: yeah yeah shit was crazy so there's also a thing I just finished reading from a blog called Ribbon Farm which is called Frontier Land, and it speaks about the role of the frontier in uh, the United States history mm-hmm. and culture and self identity and that once that frontier was pacified it needed to be recreated and performed in Disneyland uh, so that it can still exist, so that you can continue to have a relationship with it. Mm. And but sentimentalised. <laughs> totally, like, totally whitewashed and sentimentalised, mm. completely. Mm. Um, and there's something about that in Australia that if there is no longer land to break in or Stock and horses to break in, Mm. then, or people Mm. to Mm. civilize, then the way that you conquer as you become, as you move from uh, laborer to middle class to gentry is um, by the corporate structure.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But the people that we. But but again we have that <laughs> amazing thing which is um those those values yeah that you can't you can't think too much of yourself
0: yeah um, tall poppy syndrome you, you know, so yeah so the tall
1: poppy syndrome um, the celebration of the underdog yeah so while you want your kids to be the you know to be yeah
2: uh, that corporate selves. structure in order to yeah.
1: yeah you also don't want to celebrate them or you don't want to celebrate that role because you celebrate the underdog. Um,
0: But you can't be too under because then you're a sucker to the man and you've got to somehow rebel against the man, mm. but you can't do it from a place of um, empowered and educated leverage. You have to do it from a place of like kicking and screaming as you're getting dragged under the quicksand.
1: Mm. Mm. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And and you uh, like as those two examples, like Steve and Tim Bradbury. Like yeah. you either conquer through no will of your own. Or, <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Or you. Yeah.
0: Or you lose through will of your own.
1: Yeah. Or you. Which is
0: like the whole political story. Um,
1: yeah. Or you, or you gain notoriety purely through being a nice guy doing what you love and and you never you never set out to be um celebrated you set out to be um a good bloke and doing what you do best and do you know what I mean and it just is a fluke that you happen to be super good at your job or you happen to happen to be you know Mm. heralded as that
0: so yeah. I've been dealing with this just in physicality, what well, is the physicality that I picked up from growing up growing mm. up around the people that subscribe to these ideals. And then the luck that I had to study contemporary dance rather than break dancing, mm. which I was focused on. <laughs> um, which is at its at its core if it's little C contemporary, not like big C the aesthetic of contemporary. Is that it is a self, it is a reflection, it is a considering and a reconsidering of the movement pathways that you find yourself in. And so, if there are ways that I sit and move and inhabit space, you become aware of them. Mm. And so, I became aware of my embodied um, caricature actually, because it has become a caricature,
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, and we do, like, you do see those images time and again, and then you wonder, like, uh, where did these images come from? Yeah. Um, are they things that I have mirrored, or have I, like, I've, you know, I can't remember what the word is, but, like, where you...
0: Absorbed? Um, yeah,
1: you see it, they talk about when they talk mimicked. about mimicry, yeah, yeah. Um, with... with with animals or kids, or mm. they like find it, look at something and they mimic it. Mm. Um, yeah, or is that just you?
0: I don't subscribe to innate ness,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> but to undermine that, like. Mm. faith-based belief system because I'm not a scientist. Mm. Although it'd be pretty awesome. I do listen to science podcasts. Mm. Wendy Zuckerman. Oh, yeah. Science communicator. Anyway. (laughs)
2: Uh
0: um, I do think, and it seems like there is a basis for your environment working in relationship with your genetics and then your epigenetics, responding Mm. to that environment. Yeah. And that that can be something as straightforward as like because there was a generation of um, pregnant Polish mothers that were malnourished for a certain amount of time, now three and four generations later, though their descendants are still shorter than the mean of other Polish people, Mm. or it could be as complex and unknowable for now as the ability to be comfortable in self-reflection. Hmm. The...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: or... I think there's a lot in also, like, the general, like, uh, what you are... what, What past genetic, um, or past, I don't know, uh maybe genetics not the right word but past uh ability that you you have um gathered some leftover or residual mm. um memory from in mm-hmm. terms of the way that you hold your body and what you are uh asked to interact with on a daily basis yeah. so uh, like i've never like all of my family since like back or beyond like as far as as far as as, as you know as far as i know i've all been horse people and quite celebrated horse people um really good particularly the women really good horse women and i think i've ridden a horse twice in my life but you're Um, good at it i i was fine at it but like I don't... But there is this kind of weird... I don't know whether it's because everyone in my family just has this thing in their head where they're like, ah, it's a shame Nicky never got on a horse. (laughs) Because, like, maybe maybe it's a shame that didn't happen because I'm sure she'd be amazing at riding horses. Um, I actually don't know that or have any like. Yeah. Oh,
0: but then you like you look at your thighs and you're like maybe these yeah, are really good thighs for riding horses a, oh, yeah. or exactly. I'm um, or it was, is it
1: that belief that yeah, be exactly. like you know you get on a horse and you're like I'm meant to be good at this so therefore I will I will be
0: Sorry, good at Yeah, so like assume that we're all the same, but then mm. also acknowledge that maybe we're not all working from the same set of. Mm. Skills or knowing mm. or understanding or mm. I haven't been able to work that out.
1: Mm, it's an, it's a touchy one. Like you, you so can start touchy. that topic and sound really, yeah, really awful and not mean to or not and not be intending to.
0: Well, yeah, because there's a lot of truth without fact to back it up. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and a lot of grey areas within it yeah. too.
0: My basic. My core belief on it at the moment
3: is just...